0: Okay everybody this week's Parsha is Parsha's Ekev. Um another beautiful Parsha uh, filled with uh, flowing, lengthy, gorgeous tukim um, and again definitely you know check it out if you have time a few minutes maybe on Friday night just read it over uh, beautiful Parsha to to kind of just check out and basically just to recap quickly before we dive into the Devaterra, um, Moshe starts off by telling B'nai Yisrael the reward for doing mitzvot, including uh, you get blessings for your kids, your parnasa, right? No infertility, right? No illnesses, right? You defeat your enemies, right? A lot of good stuff uh, for for following the Torah. Right? And we'll have to talk about that exactly. What does that mean? What what, what kind of uh, following the Torah are we talking about? Um, he tells Ben not to fear the nations of Eretz Canaan; that Hashem will help you defeat them. Lessons from Hashem, We we he talks about lessons from Hashem taking care of us in the desert and warning us not to get complacent uh, when things continue to be good, uh, when we have wealth, when we have health, etc. Right? Don't forget where it comes from, right? from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Um, as a recap. Uh, of certain sins that Bnei Yisrael did in the Midbar right like the Egil. uh Moshe recaps that he dived into Akash Baruch and Hashem forgave them uh, the second uh, second luchos right that Moshe got 40 days and 40 nights again on uh, Harsinai uh, as reconciliation between Hashem and Bnei Yisrael um, a, positive, a beautiful positive that says Hashem uh, the, the, Bnei Yisrael what does Hashem want from you we'll have to talk about right? a beautiful positive, uh that we'll mention uh, Moshe continues to remind B'nai Israel about all the miracles that Hashem did. Uh, we have the parasha of Vayah Im Shamoah, right? The second, uh, paragraph in Kriyoshma. Uh, and finally he recaps that if you, again, if you keep the mitzvos, Akash Baruch Hu will bless you, uh, and you will inherit, uh, the land. Okay, so there just a couple things to talk about, um, and, uh, and yeah, let's get started. Parsha starts off Vayah Ekev Tishmoon. um, if you listen to the if you listen to the Torah, the Kosh Baruch will give you right, all of this blessing. What is the deal with the word Ekev? Like the word Ekev is extra. I could have just said Right? If you if you listen, or Vaya Tishmoun, and when you listen, uh, what does it mean? Vaya Ekev Tishmoun. Right? So, what would, literally, what does that word mean? The word Ekev is comes from the Russian of he, a heel. Right? Yaakov is named Yaakov. Because he was hanging on to the heel of uh, of Esau. but Rashi there says, uh, "What do you have to do to get all the bracha that is listed in the parsha?" Um, so Rashi first, Rashi mitzvos akalos shadam dash beakvav tishmuun. Right, the if a, the small mitzvos, that a person crushes with his heel. If you do those mitzvos, right, then a kosh right, Hashem al as a bris then a kosh baruchu will keep this bris, will keep this. Uh, uh kind of uh, covenant with you right you get all the all the reward listed uh in the parsha and the little things that rashi says right the smile to the cashier right at the supermarket right helping your sister with her homework right running to the store right for the item that your mom forgot for shabbos it's the small mitzvahs that get you this uh, amazing reward that are uh, these amazing children amazing crops and no miscarriage Right, all these types of stuff, right, all these um, no miscarriages, also tremendous bracha. Right? We may not realize. Right? You guys are not yet in that parsha, but you'll get there to have a healthy pregnancy, mitzvah to have healthy children, etc. Right? Tremendous bracha. Right? How do you get this tremendous bracha with the small mitzvos? Chazal tell us at the end of Mitzvahs Makos. This is a phrase familiar to the guys because you know in between Mincha and Marish, after it's our Torah and Shul, we always, you know, they always somebody always already says this so they can say Kaddish. Rabbi Chananya ben a ben a Kasha Omer, Ratzak Hashbaruch leZakus es Yisrael Fikach. Here below the Torah, we mitzvah Shanimu Hashem koveitz a matzika. You do to but let's let's take that slowly because they usually they say that really fast. And Rabbi Chananya ben Kasha Omer That's that's basically how it sounds in Shul. <laughs> anyway, but what does it mean? Ratzak Hashbaruch leZakus es Yisrael. Hashbaruch who wanted to be mezake Am right? To give to to give them a schus. Right to give them, uh, give them good things to take care of them. What did Hashem do? Therefore, here Torah He increased. He gave them many mitzvos. As the pasuk says, Hashem God wants your righteousness. Let the Torah grow, etc., etc. So the Hashem wanted to be mazakos as the Apostle says. Hashem desires our righteousness. So what did He do? He gave, gave us a lot of Torah mitzvos. Meaning, Hashem didn't give us more reward for the harder but He gave us a lot of mitzvahs. A lot of them are harder, but a lot of them are easier. Kosh Baruch will give us many, 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 many mitzvos, As the Rambam says, in the Perish Mishnai, it's there on the mission of Makos, Right? It's impossible that a person will not do, Rambam says one, I would imagine, a couple of these mitzvos with his kavanos and the, right? the Rambam there is talking about proper kavana, But, it's impossible that a person will not do one of these small mitzvot, right during this time, right, during his life, and then earn eternal reward. Right? So the Rabbim says, they're right, doing an easy mitzvah. That's what we're talking about over here. To do, We think the small mitzvahs are not important. Right? We don't take any pride from them, right, which is natural. Right? It's not natural for a person to be like, I'm a great smiler. Or I'm a great eater of food on Shabbos, but these are mitzvos. These are legit mitzvos. It's super important. That's what the parsha says. Vayakh tishmun, If you listen to the small mitzvos, you get the list of the entire all the brachos that Hashem parul this off in this parsha. And don't just turn down an easy mitzvah because you don't feel like it. Right? That's the Eitzah talking. Right? There's great reward even for the easiest of mitzvos, just like the parsha says. But it goes even deeper than that. So, Rav Melech Peterman quotes it's Tiferous Shlomo, which again is a Radamska Rabbi, Rebbe, we've quoted before, he explains that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us, that it loves any effort, right, he says, Kol Laavdus HaTorah any little orus, any extra effort in Torah and Tfila and Yiddishkeit, right HaKosh Baruch Hu loves, <laughs> even if it's not entirely fulfilled, even if it's not entirely perfect, every single inkling of inspiration, of trying to get close to HaKadosh trying to daven, trying to arouse within a person the feelings of a desire to get close to the every even little effort is supremely valuable and cherished by Gosh Baruch Hu. Now I'm not even talking about small mitzvahs, now we're talking about different kavanas, different intentions and efforts of Ahura's Hashem within mitzvahs, right? Even that is supremely valuable, right? If a person is working on their brachos and they spend an extra second or two on their bracha, amazing! Right, if you're trying to get to shul on time and you get there a half minute early, I don't mean because like it happened to work out like that. I mean like because you're trying. So that's amazing, right? So then you're putting in the effort to grow spiritually. Even that is supremely valuable. If you're looking to sit here for one more word of Shmona Right? And you tricked translation for one more word and now you understand a one word better. So that's incredible. That's what we're talking about. But right? on the other side, on the flip side of the Aveiro side, so let's use an exaggerated example if a person struggles with trafe right? and usually you order a Big Mac and cheese with two slices of bacon and they're trying to work on themselves and now they only order one slice of bacon. Again, not the, because that's what they're in the mood for, because that's what they're trying to grow and improve. That's amazing. And if you only hold hands with your boyfriend instead of other stuff, so because you're trying to grow and keep the ishodarais of Nagia amazing! It's not only the tiny mitzvos; it's even different levels within mitzvos and within halachos that are valuable. Rav Melech quotes a discussion between Rav Chaim Vital and Darizal, Arizal. Rav Chaim Vital was the Arizal's main Talmud. Uh, the context is a bit convoluted, so I'll spare you. But basically, the Arizal said that, that nowadays, even one cry, even one groan. That comes from the heart, right, and from a place of getting close to Gosh Baruch, Hu, is considered as if someone fasted many fasts back in the day. Because our generation is, right, like you read it, so and our generation is lower, whatever. So the underlying lesson of Ekev T'baya, Ekev Tishmoun, is every little thing counts. And don't discount the little stuff, right? Even the small mitzvahs, and even details within mitzvahs. right? Kosh Baruch Hu cares about details, the details are supremely valuable. And let that be a source of inspiration in chizuk. If you feel like maybe you're not "quote unquote" getting there as fast as you'd like, so still you could celebrate the little victories. Even if it's one strip of bacon on a cheeseburger instead of two, right? Celebrate the little victories right? and get chizuk from that. Okay. Now we mentioned there are a lot of beautiful, beautiful psukim in the parsha. Moshe suggests that we can try and hit on a couple of them. Moshe says a couple of times while recapping the sins of Bnei Israel in the Midbar, he says. Very funny phrase. He says it in, Paz, in He says Paz, in Paz, Zayin and Pazich Havdalad. He says the phrase, Mamrim heisem im Hashem. He says, you were rebellious with God. And the word that's strange in that phrase is, as you might imagine, is the word im. It's the word with. Right? You would think it would have said, Mamrim heisem, I don't know, neget Hashem. Maybe you were rebelled against God or you were versus God or you, whatever. It doesn't say that. It says twice. It says on purpose. It says later in the in Sanford's Bible. I think in the to also. You were rebellious with God. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean that like you and Hashem are best buddies and like the two of you plan to steal a teacher's test before the final or something. Like what does it mean you were rebellious with God? Right, what is going on over here. So the Nitziv writes that it's actually another critique of Am Yisrael. That even though Akosh Baruch was so close to them, even though they were all with Hashem in the Midbar, Hashem was ever present in their lives, still, the, B'nai Yisrael were rebellious. And talk of that makes a lot of sense because one of the things that B'nai Yisrael said when they complained about the man and the water, about the relief Mitzrayim, was Hayesh Hashem really the water, I think, Hayesh Hashem Bekir B'niyom They complained, is Hashem really in our midst? So even when Hashem, yeah, obviously was in our midst and taking care of them, right, they were, they were, they were complaining. But I thought, not that my, my opinion is really valuable, but with much trepidation, I thought that the positive was suggesting the opposite. It sounded like it was much more comforting, that even when we rebel against Akash Baruch Hu, right, he's still with us. That even though Mamrim that we're rebellious, still we're in Hashem. We're still with, with Akash a Again, we usually feel like after we do some sort of chait, right? Either it's a serious sin or something we struggle with, and we do it all the time. Right? We just feel like Hashem hates us. Right? He doesn't want anything to do with us. He doesn't want to hear from us. And that couldn't be further from the, further from the truth. Right? a in we say it all the time when right? slichos and Yom Kippur davening is coming up. The starts off. It's uh, let's see. Where's, this, where's the marker? Off. So Amar Alehem or Aleihem say to them. Hashem tells you Khazkal, Chaianium Alukim. That's a form of a shvua. Koshborhu is saying a shvua. He's, he's quote unquote swearing. Im Akpotz, in Ehpot Harusha, do I really want the Russia to die? No. Ki in Beshuv Russia Mitarkov Khaya. I much prefer, says Hashem, I see swearing. He's swearing that this is true. That he would much prefer that the Russia does chuva and lives. Right? And then he said, and the puzzle finishes, Shuvu Shuvu Arayim Go do Tshuva from your evil ways basis. Why should you guys, why? Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't want us to drift farther, farther away. Obviously we're going to talk about Tshuva a lot in the coming weeks, not only because this week is Shabbos Chodesh Elul, but because it's the central theme of the Pesukim at the end of the Tvarim, Nitzavim, etc. But, here, what does it mean? It means when, even when we rebel against Akash Baruch Hu, I thought that it seemed to imply that still, we're in Hashem, we're still with Akash Baruch Hu. And I was very excited to see that Rav Hirsh, actually writes that both of these b'shotim are true. Right? That both of them are correct. They're not, uh, what's the word? They're not um, mutually exclusive. Thank you. They're not mutually exclusive. Both Muslims are true. On the one hand, even though Akash Baruch Hu is always so close to us, we rebel against him. That's unfortunate, and that's true. It's also true that even though we rebel against him, it's still close to us, right? Both of those things can be true at the same time. So those are two musrs that we can remember from that single pasach, right? How close a Qashbaruch is, right? On the one hand, how dare we, you know, revolt and rebel at like Qashbaruch is looking over your shoulder, right? If you had role models and teachers that were looking over your shoulder, I bet you the, the internet browser history would be a little different. On the other hand, right, when we do fall, so we have to remember that even though, yes, there's definitely a, a distance as a result of the chait, and we distance ourselves from Akash Baruch Hu, that's for sure true, but Akash Baruch Hu's closeness is, is always constant. It's us that's pushing ourselves away, right? We're putting the distance between HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Akash Baruch Hu is the sun. We're the planets that are distant. Well, the planets don't really go farther away. All right, whatever, you know what I'm saying. Right, Akash Baruch Hu is always there for us, right? He's always waiting, he's always waiting for tshuva. It's crucial to remember, right? We're going to start with Chodesh Elul. Um, right, Kosh Baruch is always ready, right, we say in the Tokev, Ad Yom Mosot T'chakalot, Kosh Baruch waits till the last, last moment, the last, last day, and we should uh, try and take advantage. Okay. Pazuk in Perik Yod, base is a, again, I try not to say the word famous, because then people feel bad, but it's a pretty well-known Pazuk, and if it's not well-known, you've definitely heard reference referenced before, uh, if you're not word-by-word, word, I do want to read it word-by-word, word, and then we'll just kind of like analyze it quickly. Um, Moshe says, "All right, all right. Let's let's be real. And now, Bnei Yisrael, what does God really want from you? I'm just translating. To fear Him, to walk in all of His ways, also, to love Him, to serve Him with your entire heart and your entire soul. To keep the mitzvos." So this is and the Chukim, and the mitzvahs you don't understand. Asher Nechim Ayom, which I command for you, the Tov Lach, and it'll be good for you. Now, Moshe, if you kind of read between the lines, and you're trying to read it like a story, sounds like Moshe's been like, come on, what's well, a big deal? what does God really want from you? And it's not my question. Gemara asks this question, the Gemara and Brachos, in and says, what in the world? Right. The Gemara says, Vikhi What that's that's not a big deal? That's a little thing? What does God really want from you? To fear him, to go in all his ways, to love him, to serve him with all of your heart, with all of your reason. Really that's not a big deal? That's that Milsa Zutrasa, that's just a tiny nothing. So the Gemara says, fascinating. In yes. Like, Moshe milsa For Moshe it was no big deal. It was just a small little thing, so that's why he said it. Problem is if you read the Torah, and we are Baruch Hashem reading the Torah, you kind of get the idea that Moshe was not clueless in terms of Am Yisrael's either faults or abilities. It strikes me as very strange that Moshe Rabbeinu would have be completely disconnected with the rest of Am Yisrael. Yeah, okay. So for Moshe Rabbeinu, who freaking talked to God, Baruch spent forty days and forty nights on a hard Sinai without eating a single thing, spoke to God whenever God called him. Uh, it did countless miracles for him the earth shemaim wasn't a big deal so he's like yeah come on people it's not a big deal of course it's a big deal you think Moshe didn't realize it was a big deal so what does it Gemara mean so even though the Gemara says yeah for Moshe it wasn't a big deal fine that doesn't help because it doesn't make sense that Moshe would be giving Musar based on his own level of years shemaim and not be in touch and in tune with first of all the Jews in his generation and second of all the Jews of all future generations that this would get written down in Sefer so what's going on over here? So I heard an approach from Rabbi JJ Shachter uh, when I was in YU, but I, there are also other Chassidish uh, Rebbe's I've, I've seen uh, take this approach as well. In that the Gemara, the, the language of the Gemara says "legabe Moshe milsuzutrasah." Now "legabe Moshe" can mean for Moshe, but "legabe" can also mean next to Moshe. Next to Moshe, it's not a big deal. And basically, what everybody goes into the shmooze, and we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But when you're next to someone for whom mitzvos and your shemayim and all this type of stuff is not a big deal, so it becomes easier for you. When you, What was Moshe saying? You're saying, yeah, hang out with me. Now, he was going to die, fine. But he, what he meant was hang out with the me's of the generation. You hang out with me, it's not a big deal. You hang. If you have good role models, you have good chaver. Again, we spoke about this. But when you're around other people who are doing it, even though it's something that sounds difficult to you, so then you can do it too. And again, when you surround yourself with good chaver and good influences, so then it's, it makes it much, much easier uh, and much less daunting. Okay, uh, I can't met, talk about Parshas Igev without talking about the tremendous Yisodos. Uh, there's uh, about Parnassa. Uh, in found in Parshas Ekev. If we had time, uh, frankly, and if it was a different type of uh, shir, I would read to you the entire, we would go through the entire Periches. Periches is a master class in Emun and Bitachon and specifically about uh, Parnasa. Uh, I'm going to try and obviously do it justice uh, over Zoom. But, uh, but let's, uh, if you have a chance to read it, also, I, you know, if you have a chance to read the whole Parsha, but if you have to one part of the Parsha, I would I recommend Periches. Of course, this other stuff is also valuable. Anyway, let's, let's try and recap a little bit. Moshe basically mentions that the Man, that Akash Baruch who gave B'nai Yisrael in the desert, right, was this amazing, miraculous thing, except Moshe does it in a very curious way. Instead of kind of harping on the miraculous nature of the Man, Moshe says several times, right? That Hashem did this. He gave us Mun in order to test Bnei Yisrael, which is weird because I thought he gave them Mun to keep them alive in the desert, which has no food and no water. But that's not what Moshe says. Moshe says in Pazik Beis, he says in Pazik Test he says several times that Hashem afflicted them in the desert for this purpose. Uh, Ibn Ezra explains he didn't give them extra pleasure, he just gave them exactly what they needed. Right, the Pesukim say the clothing didn't wear, wear out, their feet didn't grow swollen. So, Two questions. First of all, what in the world was the test of the man? What's a test? Hashem rained down bread every single day, they had plenty of food. What is a test in that? Puzzle said that several times, says it in, in, in uh, Parshas Beshalach also. And what was the purpose of afflicting B'nei Israel in the desert? Just giving them exactly what they needed and not more. So first of all, what was the test? So there's several opinions, as you might imagine, several opinions. In the Rishonim, in the Parshanim, what the test of the Man was. Again, there's this a similar Pasuk in, in uh, Shmo's practice in Zion, but let's use the Pasuk in our Parsha. The Pasuk in our Parsha says, "Hamachilcha man ba-midbara asher lo Moshe tells B'nei Israel that Hashem fed you Man in the desert that your forefathers never knew, right? Laman anosecha ulaman In order to afflict you and in order to test you, "Laheite ba To do good for you in the end. So what in the world is going on in this post? First of all, what is the test? Second of all, what is the affliction? And third of all, how is this good for us right, in the end? So the affliction we talked about uh, briefly, as Ezra writes, right, as Israel complained uh, already much in, earlier in Sefer right that the model was enough for basic sustenance and not much else. Right Again, yes, it tasted amazing, but they didn't have, you know, uh, a cupboard to go, you know, to get some munchies and, and, and a freezer for ice cream if they wanted. They had food. a Kosh Baruch gave them what they needed. They were alive and they were fine. I'm sure they were satisfied to a point, And that was it. So that was the affliction. Well, what was the point of that? We'll talk about it in a second. What was the test? So I said, as I said, big machogus in terms of what the test was. Rashi and Shmo says the test was if the Jews would keep the halachos of the mud uh the month specifically not to leave it over until the next day not to go out to look for it for on shabbos etc the ramban says that the entire experience was a test right That going into the desert without food without water no hope but akash baruchu right and hoping that the man would fall every single day literally every single day for 40 years so that was an exercise in and bitachon, right they didn't hashem told them once that they were getting man, and yeah it happened every single day for a couple of years they didn't know if it was necessarily going to fall the next day Yes, I would imagine at some point it became like the sun rising. It does every single day, so I guess the month will show up. But it was a test to show, to jump into that river, shall we say, to go into the desert where there was no food whatsoever to f- have their faith in G-d. Says Ramban, that was the test. But we mentioned previously, I think it was our Shiram Tishabov, So I'm not sure if it was uh, mentioned in any other Shiram. But the R' and the Sforno and others point out that no, the fa- the test was the fact that Bnei Yisrael had everything taken care of in the desert that they had, where they were sustained every single day they had nothing to worry about they didn't need to go to make a job they didn't need to make, they didn't go to the farm to the farm they didn't need to go out to the fields to plant food etc they had nothing no personal worries whatsoever they had food they had clothing they had shelter they had water nada so says the Orchaiim says this morning when all your needs are taken care of and you have all the time in the world what are you doing with your time Right, are you spending eight hours on netflix or are you spending your time doing chesed and learning torah etc and right, the jews in the midbar literally had no th- no parnasal worries nothing to worry about mon love, and water every single day that was the test the test was what do you do with your time when you have no responsibilities and my rabbi revealed sax, Sachs, right when we learned by one why and now he's with shiva at landers used to say that's the barometer for how well a person is doing spiritually during the school year, during the work year, whatever whatever stage of life you're in, right, there are always excuses not to learn, not to do chesed, not to do mitzvahs, and sometimes legitimate. Right? You should not be going to visit you know, an old age home at 2 in the afternoon if you have a 9 to 5. Right? That's completely legitimate. Right? In school, in college, if you have class, you have homework, you have to study, completely legitimate. But when you're off in the summer, or during Sukkot break, or Pesach break, or whatever, how do you spend your time? Right? When you're free of responsibility, well, what do you do with that freedom? Right? Do you bum around or do you go and accomplish stuff? Right? I remember Sach said that a person can accomplish worlds in the summer. So that's the test. That's the test of the month. Now, how is that good for us in the end? Well, frankly, the Pesukim themselves kind of uh, explain the lesson of the month. Uh, just to paraphrase, just to start from uh, Pazagid Aleph, uh again i'll just try and uh try and paraphrase just uh, transliterate without uh, transliterating i just did uh, you should watch out right don't forget right make sure you keep all the mitzvahs that i'm commanding you because maybe you'll eat and you'll get you'll be satisfied and you'll build nice houses and you'll start living in them and you'll have a lot of cattle, and you'll have a lot of gold, a lot of silver, and everything, you, your possessions will increase, and then your heart will become haughty, and you'll forget Akash Baruch Hu, who took you out of Egypt, uh, who took you into the desert, who took care of you, who saved you from snakes and scorpions and, and thirst, who gave you water from a rock, who gave you mud in the desert that your forefathers didn't know, right? and you'll say, but you, you may say in your heart, that, that my own strength, and my own koach, created all of this success for me no, remember hashem really hashem is the one who gives you the strength to be successful well, right in, uh, in order to fulfill the bris in order to fulfill right this uh, the agreement that he made with us to keep the missiles then he will take care of you oh, but then if you'll forget hashem and you'll go after foreign gods and you'll you know you'll worship you know, foreign go- other gods I, you're going to end up being destroyed, just like the other nations that I'm going to destroy in front of you. Right? If you don't listen, right? To a Kosh baruch So Hashem is saying simply that a person will become fat, right, and kind of complacent, and uh, you know, praising himself on his own success. But most pointedly, in Puzzler Gimel, it says, "Okay, Moshe again says that that uh, Hashem gave us the man. Why?" to teach us to tell us kilo because man does not live on bread alone because whatever comes out from Hu's mouth that's what man lives on what was the test of the man to teach them to ingrain in them it's not the bread it's not the planting it's not the reaping it's not the field it's not all the efforts that you did it's from a Right, the bread. Yes, the bread is what keeps us alive. Well, where does the bread come from? The bread comes from Akash Baruch Hu, Right, we do not live based on the work of our own hands. We live based on uh, the Chesed of Akash Baruch Hu. Yes, we have to put in our Shdalus. Absolutely, that's a Mechilta in and Shmos and Parakhet Zion right over there, right by the Man. Right? how to balance our and Amuna. A couple, a couple opinions over there. That's not our discussion right now. But make no mistake, you have to have a job. But it's not the job that pays the bills. Right? It's not the eight years in law school. It's not the countless studying for tests that makes you successful. Yes, you have to put in the effort, but it's from Akash Baruchu. Right? Just like he rained down bread from the sky in the desert, he continues to rain down bracha and Shefer from the skies for us. That's the source of our parnassah. That's what Moshe is telling Bnei Israel not to forget. Right? Don't forget where it comes from. Uh, I was super inspired by someone uh, who called me last week, well it's not calling me anymore, they left me a voice note on WhatsApp, which is <laughs> hilarious, and by the way, what I prefer, because sometimes I can't answer the phone, but they said to me, fascinating, they said they're feeling jealous of their friend's success in the summer, and they want to know that maybe they should give Miser on uh, the money that they're making, because it'll make them less jealous and they'll refocus them. First of all, I was super blown away that that was where they thought, right, I didn't suggest that, they said that, that was their question, That right? it was so inspiring, because that's exactly the point right realizing that everything is from a coach and right? if you give 10 of your of your earnings to poor people you're not losing out you're doing exactly what hashem wants to do with the money he's blessing you with and the like gemara says if you right Kosh will pay you back etc but that's not the issue right now but it not only will are you using the money that uh, using the money that hashem gave you for the right things right it'll help a person not be not to become jealous of other people's successes because you realize it it's not it's not your own efforts it's your eshtadlus, but it's not. It, everything is coming from a Baruch Hu. Why should you get jealous about someone else's success? It's like if a person is, is in farming, right? A person's a farmer. And you look over at, at your neighbor, the fisherman. And you say, man, I wish I had that many fish in my field. I mean, like, what, what in the world does, the, what the heck does it have to do with anything? What does the fisherman's success have to do with the farmer's success? Nothing. It literally is nothing. There two are entirely unrelated. That's how... We should view everyone else's success. Right? That's how we have to view it. Now, it's hard if we're in the same field, and you know, we're friends, and we're roommates, and we're neighbors, etc. That's hard. But that's how we have to view it. The two are entirely unrelated. Right? There's no sense in getting jealous of other people because Shukash correspond blesses us with what we need, blesses them with what they need, and the two are entirely unrelated. Now, it is true that some people are unsuccessful. And then we pointed out, Moshe said a couple times, Right, that Hashem is going to, unfortunately, afflict us, right? Sometimes people are not as successful as they'd like to be, right? and as, So Moshe is telling B'nai Yisrael that that's part of the entire Parnassah process, right? In addition to the test of, of Parnassah, right, there's also sometimes some affliction. Now, why is that? Why does a Baruch Hu need to make us, quote-unquote, not successful? Why can't we all just win the lottery, get the best jobs, etc., etc.? So Rav Melech quotes the Noam Megadim, the Rav of Tarnagrad in Russia, in the, in the early 1800s. The answer is in the P'sukim. Right? No, 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 more complicated than the P'sukim. P'suk says when a person is prosperous, he has no personal worries. they're more likely to bum around and fill their fill their ideas with problem, fill their heads with problematic ideas. Right? We read in the in, in the, in the psukim, Right? If you if you get rich and you get fat, uh, fat is not here as actually in the P'sukim and You but when you get rich and you get wealthy, you're going to forget a kosh baruchu. Or as a of Melech, whenever a person is faced with a deficiency, with a lacking of some sort, right, a person should know that it's specifically because Akash Baruch Hu wants us to reach out to him and to internalize further that everything is from Akash Baruch Hu, right? Who cries out to Akash Baruch Hu for parnasah? Not the billionaire, right? The guy, the guy who's lost his job, Rahman al or he can't pay the bills or whatever it is, that's the person who cries out. So if a person is not as successful as they think they should be, Right? It's because HaKadosh Baruch who wants them to get a little bit closer, to call out to Him, to refocus and remember where the Parnasar comes from. Right? That's why the puzzle says, Beno, Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu afflicts us just like a father afflicts his son. Why does a father afflict his son? He doesn't want to afflict his, son, to put pain on his son. Does not doing it to inflict pain. Maybe the father doesn't give his son an allowance. Right, to, to, to teach him the value of money or the importance of a job maybe he doesn't give him the car because he got a ticket for speeding he wants to teach him to be careful that's where it's coming from right, Melech quotes an unbelievable grub unbelievable gro. in Sefer Rus right? we, uh, we talked about uh, Megillus Sefer Rus in Megillus Rus right? we, we talked about that Shavuos time right in Sam when, if you remember the story Nami when she comes back to town right after losing everything Right, and people are like, "Is this Nami? Right, this is Nami who left. Right? It was wealthy as anything, and all of these kids, etc." So Nami says to them, take Nami, don't call me Nami anymore. Krenali or something like that. call me Mara, which means bitter." and the public finishes off, I left and I was filled. Shivani and Hashem brought me back empty-handed. Hashem brought me back with nothing." And you read that, Pasuk, as I always read it, and I assume that Nami's complaining about how bitter her lot is. That she used to be this super wealthy, spitz person, and now she has nothing. Don't call me by my old name. Call me bitter, because my life is bitter, and Hashem took everything from me. The gross says something amazing. It's actually just the opposite. When a person has everything... As we've been pointing out, there's a greater chance that they will kick away their creator. And the Puzz says again I was I kept on referencing being fat, that's why the Puzzle in Hazinu says that Bene Israel got fat and they kicked, meaning they kicked away a Koshparakh. So the opposite is true, meaning it's it's almost but it's almost it's almost better for a person to have a little bit of adversity in their life so that they will get closer to Khoshparakhu and Daven and, and internalize that Hashem is the only one Right, is the true source of salvation right, and prosperity. So when the people were shocked, it, they were like, this is Nami who had all her riches, who was so wealthy, this is what happened to her. And she said, yeah, I'd rather be Mara than being Nami. I'd rather be Mara. Because when I was Nami, I had all I could ever ask for. And look what it got me. Right, what did we do? We left Eretz Israel. My husband died. My children intermarried. Then my children died. And one of my daughter-in-law is converted and she's with me. I have nothing. Right? And only when I had nothing left, only when Reikam, when I had nothing, then had shivani Hashem. Only then did Akash Baruch bring me back to Israel. Right? When did I get back to Israel? Only after Reikam. Only after I had lost everything. So Nami was saying in you know, her tremendous righteousness that I prefer the mora, I prefer the bitterness. Now, lo I don't want to say that about everybody. We should all be zocha to Machat But that's a test of Parnassah. That's why we all don't just win the lottery. Because being rich is just as much an Isayun as being, I don't want to say poor, but, uh, Shalom, but being moderately well off. Right? Maybe even bigger of an right? How will we spend our money? How will we spend our time? So if you ever ever feel like you're not being as successful as you might imagine you should be, so you only have uh, i don't know a thousand views in your TikTok as opposed to your friend has ten thousand views or whatever you're only making four thousand dollars this summer and your friend is making fifteen thousand dollars so don't think of it as if you're being scorned by gosh barco right that's natural human reaction no it's quite the opposite coach bar is trying to to bring you closer to him when right? this is what you need and maybe the fifteen thousand would make you complacent and cause you to spend the money in ways that are not entirely wholesome right you have to be talking that coach Baruch knows what you need and along those lines, I just talk about the last uh, last topic for today, right? Uh, you know, when a person truly realizes and internalizes that everything is from a kars baruch Hu, right? Like we talked about Monsieur yisharnim and perak yud and Nikias, the only natural response is to praise kars baruch Hu and thank him for all the good that he's done for us. Uh, so uh, maybe that's perak Tess, uh, We have to chazre. Okay. Either way, in this perak, Moshe says almost the same thing twice. Moshe says, again in Paz, Pazik Be'ez, You should remember the entire derech, the entire way that Akash Baruch took you. The entire entirety of the, of the desert trip. And then he says in Pazik Be'ez, You should remember Hashem, Because He gives you the strength to be successful. Says the Sefer Haredim, This is a Binyan Av. This is a rule for all Jews forever. To command to remember the path that Hashem took Bnei Yisrael down, right for forty years. Hashem uh, saved the Jews in the midbar. So to us, we excuse me, we have to remember the entire path that Hashem has taken us all the way from birth, which is a tremendous miracle. Right, up through wherever we are now, right the countless chasadim that Akash Baruch has done for us. Right, the Orchayim writes on that Pazek, right? Yerches, and it's telling us we have to remember all the good that Hashem has given us. Because the natural human condition, as the Pazek says, is to forget and think that we are the ones right, who are creating the good and the success. And we're responsible solely, entirely for our success. As said, The next, what does the next Pazuk say? If right? you forget a kosh and you go after false gods, when you start forgetting that everything is from a kosh and you start worshipping, right? maybe not ba'al Pa'or, but we start worshiping the false gods of our own intellect and intelligence, uh, the false gods of our college degrees, of our job security, of our business savvy. Right? You start worshipping those false gods, then you forget that everything is and this is the lesson we learn from the mitzvah of benching, right? The source, the marker, the source that we have to bench, right? Benching is one of two brachos that are daraisa, right? The mitzvah, daraisa, the bench. This week's parsha, right? Famous pasach, Right? if you eat, you become satiated as they translate in the article, right? You become full and satisfied. Uverach and Yubazakash Baruch, Chal all over the place. Yushalmi Brachos, Seferachina, Chosworna, Vudraham, Toritzmima, Gemara Brachos, in, the, in the Bavli, and Daphman Vav says, Birkus and Moses is all about a Where right? The Gemara there says in, in, in Brachos that a guest should lead the benching, because it's a mitzvah that's rooting, rooted in thanking Karsh should be led by someone who's already needs to thank the host. Right, that's that's worth. Uh, you're already thanking the host. You might as well remember to thank Hashem Baruch Hu, and you see that throughout the text of thing. right? It says it all over the place. No Hashem give thanks to you. Right? Who made? Who hated? Who made? Who yated? Right? Gives us all these types of good stuff. Ve'alakol Hashem lach. Right? For all of this stuff, we appreciate you. Thank you, Marachim Right? We acknowledge that the Kosh Baruch Hu is the source for our food and our parnasa. Hazanis olam kulo Right? And we thank him for it. This brings in mind uh, brings to mind the Ramban at the end of Parshas bow. My Rebbe also was very fond of quoting this uh, this Ramban. The Ramban at the end of uh, Parshas bow talks about why are there open miracles. the so Ramban says the purpose of open miracles are to shed light on the hidden miracles that Akash Baruch Hu does miracles for us all the time, and the reason that we think something is a miracle is simply because of frequency. Uh, if something is a miracle, Akash Prokho is really doing everything. Right? The fact that we are breathing, the fact that the sun rises, the fact that you know zoom works, that is also a miracle. We don't think it's a miracle because we don't we see it all the time. The only difference between a hidden miracle and an open miracle is frequency. So Ramban says the open miracles are to train us to realize that Akash Baruch is crea- is controlling everything. And then he says the entire purpose of creation is liyeda Uliyode, is to know that Akash Baruch is controlling everything. To recognize that everything is from Akash Baruch uliyode, uh, and to give thanks to him about it. That is entirely the purpose of benching, right? To recognize that everything, all of our sustenance, the bread that we're eating, everything that we get, all our food—that's from Akash Paruchu, right? And liyode, and to simply thank him for it right the next time you bench i realize again that we talked about that we're living in a time of massive wealth you can get bread at every store down the block in every city in the western world that's a crazy right learn to realize that everything is from a barrago that gams of tova and then we need to thank him for everything right and once you if you need to focus on something when you're benching right a lot of us just run through benching maybe a very few of us i i try to save from a sitter i'm not always successful my wife is very mocked with that, right? So make sure you bench from a bencher, right? So that's the, that's the focus of benching, the lieda yoda to recognize that everything is from Hashem and to give Him thanks. So if you have that approach, right, if that that approach to everything in your life, so now you can kind of come to Chodesh Elul, right, the month before the Yom Kippurim, right, with the proper mindset and mitzvah uh, will be to use the the month uh, in its proper way, right? A main Ratsum. Alright, it's great to see everybody. Um, have a tremendous Shabbos uh, and we'll be in touch we'll see you next week